I want to read for you an article. It's an excerpt from Henry Mahan's commentary. It's in the it's in the bulletin. If you'd like to read right underneath the announcements, there you can read along with me if you'd like. Goes this goes so well. Once again, our Lord just proves me over and over again. Kathy picks out most of these articles. I help pick out some once in a while, but for the most part, I'm busy trying to put together messages and Bible studies. And she's, Lord, just blessed us so good that she's able to go through and find articles. She picked this one out. I read it. I said, that's a good one. We'll keep it in there. But I had no idea it was going to go along with this message so well. Listen to these words. He takes his thoughts from James 1, 22 through 25. Hearers and doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. That's verse 22. Henry writes, We are to be eager to be to hear the word of God. We are to hear it thoughtfully and quietly, slow to become authorities and teachers. We are to hear it humbly as it is the word of our Lord. But we are not to be hearers only. The word of God is to be believed. It's to be loved. It's to be obeyed. We are to put into practice its commandments, its ordinances, and its principles. You can read that in John 25, verse 14. Those who rest upon outward hearing of the word only will be greatly disappointed in that day of judgment. Read Matthew 7, verses 26 and 27 of your own time. He goes on, he quotes from in 23 and 24 of James chapter 1, like a man beholding himself in a glass. Henry says, the word of God not only reveals the holy God to men, it also discovers sinful man to himself. The man who hears only is like a man who looks into a mirror, sees dirt, sees blemishes, sees his hair in disarray, but rather than seeing, rather than seeking cleansing and renewal, he goes his way, forgetting his condition and need. He finds it convenient to forget what he saw, both his guilt and his grace, and the grace of Christ. It also says over in verse 25 of James chapter 1, the perfect law of liberty. Henry writes, the man who looks into the word not beholds and goes his way, but gazes with care, concern, and interest. Not beholds and, and goes about his way, but gazes with care, gazes with concern and interest into this gospel called the perfect law of liberty, will full intent to receive, with full intent to receive, believe, and obey it, shall be blessed in his life of faith and obedience called the perfect law of liberty because it has liberty at, as its subject. Liberty, Christ frees us from the curse, condemnation and bondage of the law. He frees us from the power and dominion of sin. He gives us freedom to approach the throne of grace. He leads us all the way my Savior leads me. He leads us to the liberty of His grace. And He continues therein looking to Christ, looking into His Word for faith, growth, and leadership, and looking to His Spirit for grace, strength, and instruction. 
This is a lifelong occupation, and it's such a privilege. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Hearers and doers of the word. Did you catch that, what he said? We are to hear thoughtfully. Listen thoughtfully. Gather together and hear the word of God preached. We are to hear it humbly, knowing what we are before God. We are to hear it, but we are also to act upon it. Believe, and thou shalt be saved. In Luke chapter 6, we read verses 39 through 49. Beginning at verse 39, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. And why hold beholdest thou the the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Either how canst I say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thine eye, and then shalt ye see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, and neither doth corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Now here's verse 44. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For for of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of the bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of an evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And now this is what I want to look at today. I want to really concentrate on verses 46 through 49. And why call ye me Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could, and, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth the, the, and doeth, I'm sorry, but he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Now, our Lord gives us two distinct types of believers here. Two, two distinct types of people. But I want to say this first. God saves sinners by free grace alone. We're not saved by what we will do. We're not saved by what we have done. God saves us by the election and election in grace alone. We are saved by grace. Salvation is of the Lord. Redemption is the work of God's grace. Regeneration is the work of free grace alone. 
We are kept and preserved in grace by grace alone. If you ever would like to look at these points that I'm making right now in great detail, we've got episode one and episode two of our Friday Night Bible Study in the foyer. I highly recommend you take it home and read uh, part one and part two. Part three will be next Friday. It's on, the, it's on the characteristics of God's grace. And that's what I've just gone through a small list of. We're kept and preserved by God's grace alone. The doctrine of Holy Scripture is crystal clear from start to finish. Salvation is of the Lord. A spiritually dead sinner has no more to do with the work of the new birth than Lazarus did when the Lord gave him life, when he rose from the dead. But that does not mean that does not mean that we're passive in our experience. God does not knock a man in the head and drag him to heaven, whether he wants to go or not. No, no. That's not what scriptures teach at all. Our Lord makes his people willing in the day of his power, in the day of his love. I mentioned this in Bible study. We're talking about God. We're talking of, that's that's Jesus Christ, folks. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. When he speaks, he speaks with the power of God. He didn't need to drag me. The power of God grabs a hold of his people and they come willingly. We come willingly. When you see the love of God, <coughs> excuse me, When God Almighty cuts out that old stony heart, that old heart that said, I believe in Jesus, but Jesus allows me to make my own decisions. When the people were left to make their own decision, they said, crucify him, crucify him. And you and I would have done the same thing. But when God comes to us and takes that old stony heart, that shakes its fist at him, and he gives us a new heart that believes his word, we see the love of God in his Son, the Lord Jesus. How are you not going to love him back? That's right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, John. Yes, it does to a, to a sinner who's been saved by grace. It makes perfect sense. When I heard about God's love for me, how can I not love him back? Where else am I going to go? Where else is there life? He makes us willing in the day of his power and he graciously causes us, his chosen people, to come to him. Isn't that what we read in Psalm 65 4? Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. Blessed is the man whom God has chosen. doesn't say blessed is the man who chose to follow God. It says blessed is the man who God had chosen. And causest. Not only did he choose us, he caused us. He gave life to us as we were once dead. And you all see it because you were once dead too. And you see right now. 
sitting here in these chairs today. You see that you were once dead and now you have life. You believe God. Whosoever believeth in Him shall have everlasting life. I was talking with brother the other day. He was he's, he's struggling so hard to, to understand salvation. He's struggling. And I believe he's a brother. I believe he does. I believe he is. But he's he's learning. He's learning how to tell if we're saved. How can we tell? How can we tell? The simplest way I could put it to him was this. Do you believe God? Do you believe his word? Did he believe do you believe that he chose you from before the world began? Do you believe that he that you were in his son, the Lord Jesus, before anything was ever created? That's what his word said. Yeah, I do. I said, well, then what's your problem? Well, I just maybe I just want a receipt. Just, you want a receipt for what God... A receipt is something you have done. A receipt is... I paid five bucks for something at the parts store the other day. I got a receipt for it. God doesn't say he's going to give us a receipt. He says, believe. Believe, and thou shalt be saved. That's part of what it is. That's part of what this is talking about. That's part about what doers, those who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's part of what that is, believing in Jesus. Now, do I believe as well as I'd like to? No. And you all say the same thing. No, we don't. In fact, every one of you probably believe more than I do. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. In Psalms 110, verse 3, we read this Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In this passage that we just read, our Lord describes two groups of hearers, two kinds of religious people, those who are saved and those who think they are saved even though they are still lost. True believers, those who have been made wise by grace, are people who do some things People who, being quickened by His grace, called by His Spirit, drawn by the cords of love, have been made to want Christ and seek Him with their hearts. That's what you're doing here this morning. The United States-U.S. Open is on right now on TV. Why are we not watching it? Because we want to be where Christ is preached. God has made us willing in the day of His power. We do things. We don't just sit back and not do anything. We don't just go to church on Sunday and then live like the world the rest of the week. We don't. Oh, I want to go to church this Sunday, but, you know, the United States U.S. Open is on. I'm going to miss church for that. No. You can put anything you want in there. It doesn't have to be the U.S. Open. It could be anything. 
God's people will say, I don't want to do that. I want to be at service. I was I was uh, at my brother Lee's house when his son was shot and killed by an officer. Kathy was with us then. She went, the, the Lord hadn't called Kathy out of darkness yet. That was in the, before the Lord called her. And I got ready to leave, and she said, where are you going? I think it was you. Maybe it was some, somebody at the house. I, I think somebody at the house. Where are you going? I said, it's Sunday morning. I need to go hear the word. We can stand here and grieve all day, but I need to hear the word God preached. And I came and listened to the word. God's people do things. Because of what Christ has done for us, we do some. We do some things. We go to where the word is preached to hear the word preached. Two weeks from today will be the last two messages of our conference. Two weeks from last Friday night, there's a conference starting here. People are coming from Australia to hear the Word of God. People are coming from Florida to hear the Word preached. God's people do things. We go to where the Word is preached and we hear it. The same message. we got eight. We got four preachers, eight messages, and I guarantee you all eight messages are going to be on the same subject, Christ and Him crucified. That's all I want to hear. That's all of God's children ever want to hear. We want to hear about our Savior because we have to walk around in this world of death. We have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. We need to hear about a Savior who saves. Not one who might, not one who possibly would, but one who does. We see in this message here, Two different kinds of people. Two type, different kinds of religious people. Those who belong to the Lord, we hear His voice gladly. And we do His bidding diligently. We dig deep. And we've discovered the foundation for what we do. And that foundation is Christ. We're not here digging deep. for any reason of ourselves. We're looking deep at our foundation, the only one who is strong as a rock, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, steadfast and solid. Our Lord describes these religious fools and in the pa- in this passage he says, but in Matthew, he re- Matthew recorded it this way in chapter 7, verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. The religious fools are ones who do not take the things of God seriously. Do you take the things of God seriously? Love thy neighbor? Is that something we take seriously? Or do we just lip sync it? Do we just like, oh, yeah, I try, but I can't, so, oh well. Folks, what I'm asking you is that your desire, what is your desire, to lip sync or to do? 
We're not going to do anything the Lord tells us to do in a righteous way. We're not going to do anything the Lord tells us to do in a way that would be satisfactory to our Lord. But I want to. There's a day coming when I will, when the Lord takes me out of this world. And I won't have to look upon this sinful flesh anymore who falls short every day about loving the neighbor. But I want to. Remember the day when you didn't care about loving your neighbor? If you're a child of God, you care about it now. We hear the gospel. Those who hear the gospel, who the Lord calls foolish, they hear it just like a wise man does, but in their heart they turn back to the ways of the world. Their religion is all on the surface, superficial and fake. With them there is no digging, no building, and no standing. The religious fool is one who has made his line, his lies his own refuge. They have a house of refuge, but it's a house with no solid foundation. A refuge of lies built upon the shifting sands of human effort. If I just try, built on the shifting sands of religious works, I go to church on Sunday. You don't know it, but I can sleep with my eyes open. The shifting sands of personal goodness. What is your foundation? You don't have to answer me. Answer yourself. What is my foundation? Am I trusting in something I have done? Am I trusting in my belief? Or am I trusting in the only foundation there is in the Word of God? In Christ. If you're trusting in anything else, folks, you're going to find yourself sorely, sorely, sorely disappointed. Is your soul built upon the foundation of the earth? In sand, or are you built upon the rock, Jesus Christ? Saved sinners are built upon the, the foundation of God has laid in Zion. In Isaiah 28:16, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall make. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach thee that he may dwell in thy courts. Let's first consider, we've got a couple of minutes, let's first consider the Christless religion. Religion without Christ is a pretty common thing. You might think, oh, what are you talking about, John? There's 15 Christian churches between here and Folsom. On Green Valley Road. What are you talking about? It's, it's rare. It's rare because they're not preaching the true and living God. 
They want to preach about a God uh, who has done all that He can. And, and now it's up to you to do what you want, what you got to do. That's not the God of Scriptures. Have you ever gone out and listened to other churches? I'm not recommending that you do, but I have. Our brother Tom Sawyer, some of you may remember him. He came and heard Gene Harmon preach here one time. And Gene said this, there aren't anybody else out here preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's nobody else preaching about a sovereign God who in grace, in His own grace, chose a people unto Himself. And Tom said, Ha! You remember it, don't you? Yeah, Paul, you remember it. You remember that real well. Tom said, Ha! I'll go find out for myself. And he did. He, it took him, what, two months? Two months? A little over two months. Gene thought, I'll never see that guy ever again. One day he showed up here and he said, you know what? You're right. This is where he came to church from that time on. The visible church has always, listen to me now, listen to me carefully, the visible church those who declare themselves to be Christians has always been a mixed multitude. It's always has. Did you know Judas worshipped right alongside of the other 11 apostles? Do you know that Jesus Christ himself walked with several, many disciples, not just the 12 apostles, but many disciples, and when he began to tell them that you must eat my flesh and drink my blood in reference to feasting our souls upon the only food that will survive, that, that will sustain us, and that's our Savior, Jesus Christ, many of his disciples walked no more with him. The church has always been a mixed multitude of people. Israel. Israel, a picture of the church of God, became apostate. So much so that the religion, the Jewish religion, doesn't even resemble what it was when the Lord first uh, showed himself to Jacob. Doesn't even resemble that anymore. But yet all that time, there was a remnant. You've read, you've read that, haven't you? You know what I'm saying is true. It's according to God's word. I have my remnant according to election. Tares grow wherever wheat is sown. Goats graze in the same field of sheep. Wherever you find gold, you're sure to find fool's gold. While he walked and preached in this world... Our Lord Himself had many followers who were His disciples in word only. Many who pretended to honor Him and call Him Lord, but yet were rebels and refused to obey Him. And I already told you about Judas. This is the evil which our Lord exposes right here in verse 46. He says, And why call ye me Lord? Lord, and do not the things which I say. Those words have always been a painful fact throughout the history of the church that multitudes profess faith in Christ who do not know Him. 
Many of you and I have family who profess Christ, yet they don't follow him at all. Multitudes wear his name, they use it, but they do not follow him. Listen to the words of Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Wherefore the Lord saith, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, this is speaking of Israel. This is speaking of God's people. That great people that the Lord raised up. They speak of me, they they draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips they do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 23, we read this. But ye be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man unto a man beholding his natural face in glass. Look over at Ezekiel chapter 33, if you would. Now, actually, I'll tell you what, turn over to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And allow me to read for you from Ezekiel 33. Verse 31 over in Ezekiel 33 says, we read read these words. And they come unto thee as a people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with, they, with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. Their covetousness. Now, over in Matthew chapter 15, we look at these words. Look at verses 8 and 9. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for the doctrines, the commandments of men. Folks, nothing is more likely to keep you from Christ than deluding yourself into thinking that you have him when you do not. God's people never, never stop. Never stop examining ourselves. Am I in the faith? We just don't. Knowing the sinners that we are, can we ever stop wondering, does God love me? That's what this brother was talking about here that that I mentioned. He wanted a receipt. He was looking at at it in the wrong way, but he was talking as all sinners saved by grace do. Am I saved? of God how could God save such a wretch like me true faith is an earnest heart now I can't tell if your hearts are earnest I can't tell how sincere you are in your heart but you can do I sincerely desire the will of God Do I sincerely believe 
the Word of God as it's given to me in Holy Scriptures? Do I sincerely desire to do the things that God has told me to do? An earnest heart pursues, is in pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ, and those who are born of God know our need of Christ, and we seek Him with all of our hearts. Turn over to Philippians chapter 3. Turn over to Philippians chapter 3. Look at verses 7 through 14 with me. But what things were gained to me? This is Paul writing to the Philippians. He's going to tell them a little bit about himself before the Lord called him out of darkness. But what things were gained to me? Those things, all of those religious works that he was taught to do. Oh, look how righteous I am. I'm wearing the right clothes. I'm praying at the right times. I'm doing all the rituals according to God's Word. I'm filling them all out. I'm checking off each and every box. Those things were gained to me, but I counted loss. Those things he counts loss, what? For Christ's sake. For Christ. Verse 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. You see the pursuit? You see the heart, the true heart, the one who has an earnest pursuit of, of finding Christ, doing the will of Christ, worshiping Him. Doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And being found in him, not having mine own righteousness, here's that earnest true heart, we found that our only righteousness can be in Christ, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Did you catch that? It's through the faith, belief in him, whosoever believeth. Here's the easiest way, folks. When you're doubting your salvation, Close your eyes and say, do I believe God's word? That is the most simplest way I can tell you to put all that other stuff behind you. To put away all that sin that you see in your flesh. Do I believe? See, it's through faith. We're saved by grace, but it's through belief. It's through believing who he is. It's through believing that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. It's through believing that what He did on that cross is enough. When He said it is finished, it is finished. It's through believing that as God in the flesh, death couldn't hold Him. After paying for our sins, He raised Himself up and He sits at the right hand of God right now. That's the belief. The most simplest thing we can do when we doubt our salvation is, do I believe? Do you? If you do, you're going to do everything you possibly can through this flesh, even though it's going to stumble, even though it's not going to be very good at it. You're going to do everything you can to go after Christ. That's what we're here today doing. Going after our Savior. Hearing His Word. Hearing who He is. Let's move on. I said we're going to go through 14. I want to move on. A sinner knows his need of Christ. 
when he is fleeing from the wrath of God, when the gaping jaws of hell are before us, that means when we see what we deserve, when we see what it is we have earned in this flesh, our only hope, our only rest is in our Savior. We're going to go after Him. It says in Luke chapter 6, verse 47, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Believers are sinners who come to Christ as our priest, as our Savior, trusting Him alone for our acceptance with God. We're people who hear Christ's word as the prophet, our prophet, as our teacher. I know John's up there talking, but here's what's teaching me what the Lord is saying right here in His Word. And believers are people who obey Christ as our King. I am not... You ever hear somebody say, if you just let Jesus be your King? If you would just make God your King, the Lord Jesus Christ your King? Folks... I didn't make Jesus anything. He's the one who made Himself King in my heart. And He did the very same thing for you if you belong to Him. Our Lord describes the believer as a wise man who builds his house upon a rock. We believe on that rock. We dig deep. We spare nothing to find it. We refuse to build upon any other foundation other than the Lord Jesus Himself. Isaiah 28, 16, we read these, these words, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, tried, precious, a cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. What is this, what is this stone? It's the God-man. Turn over to Matthew 16. We'll, we're almost done here. Look over here at Matthew 16 with me for just a moment, will you? What is this stone? What is this stone that was laid in Zion for our sakes, tried and true? In Matthew 16, we read these words over in verses 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or maybe one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock You know, I read that wrong. I want to read that again. Start back at verse eighteen, and I say unto thee, Thou art Peter. Comma. Break. Because Peter is not the rock. The answer that Peter gave is the rock. Thou art the Son of the living God with all power in heaven and earth with all glory given unto you and upon this rock 
I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. In Romans 9.33, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Edward Moat wrote these words. You'll find this song familiar. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame that wholly lean on Jesus' name. Our Lord is the foundation God has laid. Will you stumble over him? Or will you build upon him? Faith cometh by hearing. You want to build your faith up? You got some weak faith? You're struggling with things? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's what you guys are doing right here, right now. That's what all you folks who have joined us from around the country online, that's exactly what you're doing. Faith cometh. We're building our faith. How? By looking to our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. What must I do? Believe. How can I know? Do you believe? Build upon our Savior. Look at the verse on the front of today's scripture and we'll close. Uh, uh, bulletin, I'm sorry. The, the scripture on the front. Actually, I said that backwards. Look at the scripture on the front of today's bulletin. <laughs> Colossians 2, verses 6 through 8. As ye therefore received, as, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Don't be just listeners, folks. Be doers. I know you can't do it perfectly. You know you can't do it perfectly. But that doesn't mean you sit back and don't do anything. Walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him. And established in faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. But notice what he says next. Beware lest any man spoil you through vain philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Amen. We stand